Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode 18 of the podcast. I cannot even believe that we are already at episode 18. That just feels feels pretty good. So I am sure that you probably have been aware of this, but people in the homesteading community have some seriously strong opinions, especially on Instagram or online wherever, over all of the homesteading things. People have strong convictions over health claims, sustainability, self-sufficiency, politics. I promise I'm not going to ever talk about politics here. This is a happy place. But I am just like, in in my old age, in my ripe age of 34 over here. Nope, I'm I'm still 33. I'll be 34 this year. Let me take some time back. (laughs) I am very non-confrontational. I don't know if you've gathered that from listening to any of these episodes. If you have not, then I encourage you to go back and binge a couple. I think it's pretty binge-worthy. I try to keep things short and to the point here. But I don't know. I get fired up over people getting fired up. Is that possible? (laughs) It's just one thing that drives me absolutely crazy about this community and I think turns so many people off from it. And I don't love that for us because I truly think that a lot of people right now are trying to get into homesteading in different ways, whether that's having a real homestead or being like myself and having some small homestead on in the suburbs. I think that we can all do it. We all have something to offer. And it's actually, it is important that people have these convictions, but it's not important that you have all of their convictions as well. And that's what I want to talk about today. Welcome to the Homestead Challenge podcast, where we will finally figure out how to make homesteading work in this modern world. I'm your host, Brittany, kind of crunchy mom and fellow modern homesteader. I've walked the path you're on, navigating burnout, overwhelm, information overload, serious lack of time, and uncertainty of where to even start but I've also discovered a way to integrate homesteading into my modern busy life. If you're itching to kick off your homesteading journey on your terms, you're in the right spot. In each episode of this podcast, I'll be dishing out quick and straightforward homesteading tips, sharing home management systems, and providing modern solutions that fit seamlessly into your suburban lifestyle. Ready to turn your homesteading goals into a reality? Join me, and together we'll navigate the world of homesteading in a way that suits our lives. So grab that sourdough starter from the back of your fridge, girl. It's time to rise. So I do want to back it up a little bit. I don't know that on the podcast here, I've kind of gone over what my homestead looks like. So I was a military family. We still are partially in the military, but we're no longer active duty. So We ended up moving back to where I am from, and we live in a medium-sized city. It's like the second largest city in my county, with the largest city being a very large city. So, you know, we are definitely in the suburbs, and it might even be considered more of a city than suburbs. I don't know. And we live on a quarter acre. And with this space, I am going to do as much as I can to make it a homestead over the next years. I don't dream of having a huge homestead someday, and I know some of you do, and that is absolutely wonderful. I love that we can all have different dreams and different goals, 
and still learn from each other in this community. I think it's so cool. But my dream is to just do what I can with the space that I have. So today I want to talk about some of these convictions that I see people having online, some of the hills that people are willing to die on that I personally am not. And of course, if any of these are your convictions, that's cool. That's what we're all here for. And I think that that is the coolest part of building a community. So before we get to that, I just want to mention my friend over at Homegrown Hopes. She actually has a podcast and a blog as well. I'm going to be on her podcast in a few weeks. She mentions that she doesn't want to be self-sufficient. She wants to be community sufficient. And I think that that's a really cool thought and something that I've not done very well at in the past and is something that I am looking to increase in the future. So because I know that I can't do it all on my land, I don't necessarily even want to do it all. I want to rely a lot on my local community. I think that that's pretty cool. And I think that when you really look back at homesteads of past, I mean, isn't that how it was? Was every single person an expert at building, at cooking, baking, at doing the gardening, at blacksmithing, <laughs> whatever it was? Everybody had their own things and we swapped. So why have we gotten into this notion that we have to be completely self-sufficient? Of course, it's important for us to learn a lot of skills. We don't really have to perfect everything. And, and I think that that's, I guess, moving into number one. Um, I am not going to die on the self-sufficiency hill. For me, learning to do the things that we do every day better is the way to go. So learning how to cook meals that we enjoy all the time better and healthier, that's what I'm going to do. Slowly gardening things that we eat all the time that's what I'm going to do. Am I going to learn how to do all of the things here? Nope. I personally am not. <laughs> then I guess the next one would be having animals. This one's definitely we're going to have so many varying opinions on. And yes, obviously, some of us do need to have these animals. And yes, I love small local farms that have these animals. Personally, one of my goals is to travel eventually <laughs> once my kids are a little older, once I am, you know, ready, ready to do those things financially too. Uh, having animals is just probably not going to work out for me because I don't know anyone locally that's going to be taking care of chickens if we're allowed to have backyard chickens here any day now. I don't know. Just not something that I feel personally convicted about. Let's see. Next is going to be plastics in the home. And this is a hill that at one time I was going to die on and I preached hardcore. I was like, I'm getting rid of every single bit of plastic in my kitchen, in my home. I don't want to eat off of it. I don't want the kids to have any of it. Well, guess what? I definitely burned out on that hill. I rolled down it and <laughs> fell down it and crashed. So yes, we got rid of a lot of plastic in our house and always being environmentally friendly is super important to me. So, of course, we try not to use single-use plastics, even though some things that we buy from the store, hello, organic food, <laughs> definitely still come in plastic. It is what it is. You know, we had all the glass bottles for my babies, but when we were traveling, we ended up using plastic bottles because we broke so many of the glass bottles while traveling that we were just fed up with it. So when we traveled, they got the plastic one. That was what it was. And you know what? That is fine. 
They still have plastic plates now. I'm okay with it. I really am. It's not a hill that I am going to die on anymore. I understand that microplastics are terrible. I understand that single-use plastics are terrible. But there's only so much that we can do well. We are trying to keep all of the other plates spinning and everything. All right. My next one is not using antibiotics. <laughs> so I feel like I'm going to start some controversy here. I'm really not trying to. But yes, I have been very into herbalism. And I think that there are a couple places you can start when moving into herbalism, none of it, which have to be actually replacing any of the medicines that you are taking. But, um, you know, that is a goal for many people, which is super important. And, you know, I really do believe that herbs can help in a lot of ways. For me, they've helped me get off my anxiety medicine. If you're interested in learning about that journey for me, I'd love to share it. But it is personal and all herbs and all medicines work differently for different people. So what works for one person isn't going to work for somebody else. And also taking herbs is never really a one-to-one swap for medicine as um, a lot of medicine that we have now is actually to treat the symptoms as opposed to actually treating your root cause. So it's not necessarily a one-to-one swap, but you can make certain swaps just to get, you know, get your feet wet. Like I used to get headaches all the time. So instead of taking Tylenol or Advil or whatever, I made a headache tincture and I take that now and it works for me. Of course, the mixture of that might not work for you, but anyway, antibiotics. <laughs> so there have definitely been times that I have treated myself uh, with herbs instead of using antibiotics, but especially when it comes to my kids, and since I'm not like a super, super comfortable herbalist yet, uh, they'll get some antibiotics if they have an ear infection. I always try to treat it first with a garlic mullen ear oil, and I'll do that for quite some time, but if I feel like it's not getting better, we still go to the doctor and still get those antibiotics. I believe that we definitely use them too much, of course, in the modern world, but I also believe they're a beautiful, beautiful invention, and I am so thankful for them. So definitely, you know, not a hill (laughs) that I am going to be dying on. And then lastly, with some of this, not admitting that I was wrong. So I feel like a lot of people will stand on their hill, stand their ground, and then never admit that things change. You might have another kid or something. Things change. You might have a rough season in life and things change. Or you might start to care about something else and then something else might have to go. And that is okay. So you might be thinking, okay, so this girl's not really convicted in anything. And that might be true. I don't have a personality (laughs) where I'm like super strongly convicted in anything, of course. I have feelings that all of these things are important that I talked about. None of all of these things I think are important. Not using plastics is important. Um, Using herbs instead of antibiotics is important. Starting your road to self-sufficiency is important. Uh, For some people, having animals is important. But here's what I am convicted about. I am convicted about only doing what brings us joy and makes us actually live happier and healthier lives. If we are doing any of these things and it's making our lives crazy, it's making our family angry, 
it's making us spend less time with our kids, even though we desire to spend more time with our kids, it is not worth it. If it is something that is stressing you out so bad to be doing this every day, it is not worth it. I will die on that hill. Only doing what brings us joy and what makes us move toward our specific homestead goals, I'll die on that hill. I'm also going to die on the hill of accepting that not everything is for me. So, like I said before, some of these things might be super convicting for you. And you might really stand on the health hill. You might really stand on the eco-friendly hill. And that's awesome. Like, we so need people to be speaking out about these things. I'm not the person to do that. I am not educated enough in any one topic to do that. But for me, I just realized that it's not for me (laughs) and that's fine. So I just love that not every homesteader feels the same. That is so super cool. And that's where I want to get to with the community sufficiency thing. I want us to all work together and have our own hills to shout from the rooftops all of the things that we believe to be true or know to be true. And I want us to kind of think about the fact that we can't all do it all. So each one of us has a different talent. And I guess the last hill that I'm willing to die on is the fact that I truly believe that you can pick what is most important to you and fit it into your life in a way that's going to feel good and not be overwhelming and not lead to burnout and not lead to your husband and your children making you absolutely crazy. I really believe that we can do that. And as this podcast goes on, I'm going to really try to insert different ways that work that can make this work in your life, even though you are so busy, the kids, you either are homeschooling and they're always there, or you have them in school and then you have to go to the activities and do this and do that. And you want to be healthy and you want to be a great mom and you want to do this. And you're not spending enough time with your husband and you're feeling a lot. You're just feeling very crazy, very overwhelmed and feeling so much mom guilt. I know I've been there, but I promise that even though I'm kind of being a downer about all of these different things, I'm not. I'm hoping that you're taking this as a positive. Pick what is most important to you and let's work on that thing together. Truly, if you have questions about integrating these things into your life, come on over to the Facebook group and let's talk it out. Like if I can get into your schedule and figure these things out for you, I can help you figure out Where's the best place to learn the thing? If you do already know how to do it, but you can't figure out how to incorporate it, where are we going to incorporate it into your week? What are the baby steps that you need to take to get there without kind of feeling completely overwhelmed? Maybe you even like are like, oh, well, I try to carve out time on the weekend, but then I sit down and I ended up accidentally scrolling through Instagram and then I found 12 different ways to start my sourdough starter and now I'm really confused and all of these things. And you're probably just feeling crazy because there are so many strong convictions in the homesteading community, which is beautiful. I love that there are strong people that are willing to talk about these things that other people are not willing to talk about. I love that. But it feels overwhelming when everyone's yelling at you all the time. (laughs) 
(laughs) So hop on over into the Facebook group. If you have something that you've been really wanting to do but have not done it yet, I want to know why you haven't done it. And I want to know, like, what is that conviction for you? So that's your homework. Come on over to the Facebook group. Tell me your convictions. And let's figure out how to make those convictions into your reality. Let's stop listening to the people on Instagram. Let's stop talking from our hilltops and let's actually do the thing and incorporate it into your everyday life. I really think we can do it. Come on over and ask me the questions. I hope this was helpful. Until next time, friends. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Homestead Challenge podcast. I hope our time together has empowered you to take meaningful steps on your homesteading journey. If you've enjoyed our conversation and found value in today's tips, please take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me and it helps others discover the podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with me on Instagram. You can find me at Brittany L. Gibson. The link is in the show notes. Share your favorite takeaways from the episode, ask questions, or suggest topics of what you'd like to hear in the future. For an even deeper dive into the homesteading community, join our Facebook group where other suburban homesteading mamas share their experiences, ask questions, and support each other on their unique homesteading journeys. Just search for the Homestead Challenge community on Facebook and request to join. Remember, every small step on your homesteading path is a victory. Whether you're nurturing plants on your windowsill or mastering the art of sourdough, you're making a difference. Keep at it. Until next time, let's watch our homesteads flourish together.